welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm Darlene, and I know that most of you have started school, your kids anyways, have started school. And last week, I did an episode called Back to School Shit Show. And that episode was really about helping you kind of understand the emotional impact of going back to school and having the end of the summer and that transition and going into a new classroom. And going back to school for kids is sort of like us starting a new job. It's hard. There's a lot for them to figure out, especially if it's a new school. But even if it's not a new school, just a new teacher, new routines, you know, new expectations, new kids in the class, um, there's just a lot going on. And so kids have a lot of sort of adrenaline going on each day and they have their own little stress responses and they're managing themselves and they're trying to be really well behaved and then they leave school and they sort of have kind of the the meltdown or that you know that feeling of like okay like kind of an off duty and after work feeling and typically that happens right when they get into the car and they're with their sibling and it's just like this decompression period of time that's, you know, where they let their hair down, so to speak. And I just wanted to normalize that with you from last week and let you know that that's kind of how it is. And it takes a little bit of time to adjust and your kids are going to need that time to adjust each day. They're going to need time to come down from the impact of, you know, the school day and, you know, connection time with you and all of that. So I wanted to give you a chance to just know that that was going to happen. And I'm sure some of you listened to that episode and then you're like, oh my God, it happened on day three or whatever. And so if you're in it right now and you haven't listened to last week's episode about, you know, back to school shit show, I want you to go back and listen to that. Now, today I want to give you really practical tools and strategies with your mornings. Because what I have noticed is that we kind of forget sort of like what the morning routine um, is going to be like, or you expect it to go really smoothly and it doesn't, and you feel really overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated. And a lot of times as a parent, when you're feeling that way, you kind of dump that on your kids. You start to get a little bit testy with them hurry up. I said, already, I already told you to put your shoes on. Where is your lunchbox? How is it still in the car from yesterday? Like we start to feel panic because, you know, we're worried about being on time and that kind of thing. And we're stressed. And then we sort of dump that on our kids. And really it doesn't usually help the situation. It kind of escalates. You are activating their stress response. And to be honest with you, some kids love going to school. Yay. Some kids really don't. And if you think about it, of course they don't. It's hard. They have to like sit still. They have to listen all day. They have to like ask permission to go to the bathroom. They have to wait even though they're hungry. They have to wait for, you know, recess or, you know, nutrition or lunchtime or whatever it is. It's just not ideal. It's much easier to be at home. Now, if you have a real social kid who is just bored all the time, they love school, great. Maybe it's easier for you in the mornings for them to get out the door. But No matter what, it can be difficult for parents to get out the door without stress, right? Getting out the kids out the door on time without yelling and, you know, a bunch of conflict. So that's what I want to help you with today. And if you are like 
really good at time management and it's not really an issue for you and you've got like your morning routine on lock, I'm going to save you time right now and let you know this episode might not be for you. And that's fine. I'll come right back next week with an episode that you'll love. But if you are struggling with the tasks of the morning and you are trying to figure out what the heck, why are we always so late? What is the problem here? Then I'm going to give you a three-step process to help you figure out exactly what needs to get done, how much time it takes to get those things done, and when to do those things. So that's, I'm going to give you this really practical episode today, like a step-by-step guidebook. And then I'm going to give you at the end five really true, tried and true strategies that are going to make your life simpler. So um, three steps and five tips is what we're working on today. So I'm going to jump right in to the step one. And I call this the morning to-do list. So what I really want you to do is I want you to think about all the things that have to get done in the morning. This list can be like in a perfect scenario. Like it doesn't have to be, um, I really want you to like in a perfect world, these are all the things I would get done in the morning. So I have a list and um, you can get the link to the morning routine roadmap in the show notes, but some of you probably won't do that or whatever, just fine. But I want you to think about this to-do list. And, you know, if you have time to sit down and write out your to-do list, I think it's really helpful. But I've really created a detailed list for you. And it starts with waking up. So really thinking about like, how long does it take you to get up? And how long does it take your kids to get up? So waking up, getting out of bed, getting on pajamas, I'm sorry, getting out of pajamas, making their bed, putting on their school clothes, brushing their teeth, you making breakfast, your kids eating breakfast, you making lunch, if you do it in the mornings, your kids have to put on their socks, they have to put on their shoes, they have to gather their homework or schoolwork, they have to put that homework and schoolwork in their backpack, If you have chores that your kids do in the mornings, that's going to be on your list. Putting the lunchbox in the backpack is another step. Gathering things for after school activities. Like if you go straight to soccer or karate or Hebrew school or whatever it is straight from school, you're going to want to make sure you have the things for after school as well gathered together. So then we've got, you know, people are dressed. People have eaten. Okay, these are the basics. Then you have to get the backpack, lunchbox, schoolwork, after school things all into the car. And then get in the car. You have to get in the car. You have to get your seatbelt buckled, their seatbelts buckled. You have to drive to school. You have to park your car or go in the carpool line. Walking to the classroom. Hanging up the backpack in the class. And that's what all the steps, right? These are like the entire to-do list in the mornings. Now you might have extra things that you have to do, like, you know, take care of the dog or um, something like that. But this is really kind of the basics that are response. We're all responsible for as parents. So I went through the list and I spent time in the episode kind of explaining to you what this list is because 
I want you to make a detailed list. Now you can do this um, as you go along. One morning, just write down everything you do or sit down and think about like, okay, what are all the things? Now, some of you make lunch at the night before. That's great. That's not gonna be on your list. So in the morning routine roadmap that I'm offering, it's a list and then you get to circle. So, you know, if you don't have your kids, if you don't make lunch at night, you wouldn't have that one. But for the most part, this is what moms and dads who manage mornings are responsible for. So thinking about that list, you're creating the list of all the things you or your children need to do in order to be completely ready for school. Most of this list is based on your children. So if you also need to be like up and ready for work, you're going to want to make your own list. Or if you go straight to the gym or whatever, you're going to want to have your own list um, on this you know, the morning to-do list. Now, that's all great, having a list of things to do. But what next? So in good time management tools, like effective time management tools, one of the things we want to do is we want to spend time thinking about how long the thing takes to do. So, you know, waking up your child. Some of you don't have to do that because your child's already awake. They're like waking you up, right? But if you've got a sleepy head or you have a kid who has to be out the door at 7.45 and, you know, you've got to wake them at 6.45 or whatever, you know, you're going to need to wake them up. You need to really think about how long does it take your kid to get up? If you've got one who you just kind of nudge and they wake up, it's one minute. But if you have one that you have to like sit in there for a bit of time, you might need to write down 10 minutes. So how long does it take your child to wake up? How long does it take them to get out of bed? Like, do you have a little lounger who likes to sit in the bed for a bit? You know, do they need five minutes to lay there? I love when my kids were younger, like all the way up to like 11 or 12, they really needed me to do like a wake up, like a gentle wake up or some time with them when they were kind of gooey and in their pajamas and things like that. So being available and planning for that always made our mornings much more smooth when I would be willing to like sit, you know, on the edge of the bed or like rub their back for a minute and like wake them up gently. The reason to do that is because it's nice, but really it actually is effective as a parent when you help your children kind of get up on the right side of the bed, as they say, right? So then they get up, get out of their pajamas. I want to encourage you to have that happen pretty quick. I know there's a tendency to like let your kids stay in their pajamas all morning, but then what happens is you're like, okay, it's time to get dressed. You're not even dressed yet. Oh my God, hurry. Like before they leave the room, it is ideal that you have them get out of their pajamas. And you can even say, you're welcome to leave your room once you have your school clothes on. And you might have to stand in there, you know, at the doorway. And that's tricky and that's frustrating because then you're not able to go in the kitchen and keep working on the stuff or you're like your coffee's down there. You got to wake up other kids or whatever. But I'm telling you that the faster you get them out of their pajamas and into the school clothes, then that whole piece is done. But I want you to think about how long does it take your kid to get out of their pajamas and put on their school clothes. Making the bed. If you want to make that part of your routine, how long does it take? Are your kids good at it yet? If they're not, how long does it actually take? Not like how long should it take? How long does it actually take? Um, brushing your teeth. Make, and now you making breakfast. How long does it take you to make breakfast? 
what are you offering to your kids? Is it a big time consuming, you know, eggs Benedict situation or whatever breakfast takes a long time? I actually don't know because I don't do things like that. Or is it just like, you know, instant oatmeal and some strawberries? That sort of was my jam. Then eat breakfast. So how long does it take your kid to eat breakfast? When, you know, when it's ready? About how long? Do you make lunches in the mornings? If so, know how long that takes you. How long does it take your kids to put on their socks and their shoes? Now, I'm going to give you my, one of my little, like, parenting tip hack things. And some people think this is really weird. I probably would have thought this was weird, but I'm going to tell you anyways. I always kept the kids' socks next to the shoe bin. So our family, we have like shoe, a place for shoes at the entryway. And my kids' socks, the entryway was near our laundry room. But even if it, if it weren't, I would just still keep the socks in a basket near the shoes. And when they would get ready for school, they would not have to go back to their room to get their socks. I just kept their socks with their shoes. When I did laundry, I put all the socks away in one basket. And that made it really simple when it was time to get socks and shoes on. So thinking about that as a little tip, but putting on socks and shoes, how long does it take? How long does it take your kids to gather their homework or their schoolwork? And is it at all possible for you to do that the night before? Anything you can do the night before is great. I never made lunches before um, at night. I was too tired and I was too burned out. And I was basically, my husband was never home for bedtime. So I put two kids to bed. I was wiped out. I did not do lunches after that. Um, so they gather the schoolwork. That takes some time. And then actually putting it in the backpack takes time. So I want you to be able to think about like getting it and putting it in. That's how detailed we're breaking this down. Chores. I did not have my kids do chores in the morning because I just couldn't manage it. I didn't want to set limits around it. I, um, my kids emptied the dishwasher and did afternoon chores when they got home from school. Um, but if you have your kids, you know, doing chores, you want to add that time in. Um, and then the lunchbox, like putting it in the backpack. Um, oh, and water bottle. So I have to just be really honest. I just kept things so simple as a mom, because I was always so overwhelmed. I did not, I stopped sending water bottles by first and second grade. I was like, you guys can drink water from the fountain. I don't know. I just, they were always lo losing them. I, it was so stressful. If they wanted water, if it was really hot, they would figure it out and they'd be like, I need water. It was so hot yesterday. And then they would like take care of it even when they were little. So I just stopped doing water. But if you do water, you need to think about that. Like how long does it take you to fill up the water bottle and get it in the backpack? Now, you can teach your kids to do all of these things. You can teach them to make their own breakfast. You can teach them to make their own lunch. If they are already doing those things, then how long does it take them? Um, so you're gathering the after-school activity stuff. How long does it take to do that? Putting everything in the car. Honestly, putting it all in the car and getting in the car and buckling the seatbelts that could be seven or eight minutes. I want you to allow for that much time. The drive to school, how long does it take you on the worst day? You know, like, not the worst day, like if the freeway is closed, but like in general, how long does it take you? How long does it take you to either park or do that carpool line? Now, it's beginning of the school year, if you're listening to this episode right now, um, as it's published, the beginning of school year is just nuts. The carpool line is crazy. Everybody walks their kids in or like, I don't know, it's just so nutty. Um, 
So remember that you need to allow extra time, but then things, carpools get established and people's routines kind of shift and, you know, people run late. <laughs> so, you know, the carpool line becomes a little bit less of a madness. But if you notice at schools, there's a per period of time, if you get there just before blank time, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, five minutes before everyone else gets there, it's super easy. You can just like stroll all in, on into campus and your kids get to like run around a little bit or you get to have a nice gentle handoff. So that's really what I'm trying to work for, work towards here with you is helping you see how long it takes and then giving yourself lots and lots of time to get all this stuff done. Um, how long does it take your kid to walk to the classroom and or hang up their backpack? So once you have this list and then you've thought about how long it takes, then I want you to start working backwards. So I want you to create a timeline. This is step three. So the first step is the morning to-do list. The second one is the time log. And then the third step is the timeline. And so you're gonna start, you're gonna create a timeline for getting out the door on time. Like what is your time that you need to be getting all this done by, and then how long does it take you to get it all done? Now, right now, you might be like, I'm not gonna listen to this episode anymore because this sounds so hard and awful. And sure, maybe, but also you already do this. You already do this in your head all the time. You're always, you're a mom. You're just like, oh my God, okay, so if I gotta be there by eight, we gotta do just gotta, just gotta eat breakfast first, so we're gonna do that. You're already doing this, and you're, you're not doing it in a way that's formal, and so you're probably ending up more stressed than is necessary and doing it over and over, you don't have to be, you don't have to make it like that. You can make it a lot, a lot easier for yourself. So the other thing you might be thinking is like, I'm going to have to get up at 5 a.m. and I don't want to listen to this podcast episode anymore. No. If you are noticing that things are taking you extra long, maybe you need to do them yourself, not have your kids do them. If you have kinder first and second, and you've got like, you know, lazy bones and they don't want to get going, I'm going to suggest you teach personal responsibility in third grade or in fourth grade. Like you can make life easier for yourself by just taking the lunchbox, the water bottle, if you do that, you know, all of their supplies, everything, putting it all in the backpack and, you know, putting it even in the car. Like you can set yourself up for success. You have permission. You don't have to worry that you to use everything as a teachable moment. You don't. Like your kids are going to figure it out. And then whenever you do decide, I am done putting this lunchbox in this backpack, then you can set a limit around that. And the way that sounds is, you know, happy to make lunches. Um, my limit was always, I'm happy to make lunches for lunchboxes that are on the counter by four o'clock. That was my evening limit. Um, and I would just say the lunches are on the counter. You're welcome to put them in your backpack. And then if they forgot, they forgot. They didn't have lunch. Ah. Um, and if I did have to rescue them, I would say, how are you going to make this up to me? So teaching personal responsibility, you can do that at any point when you are ready. Just because your kid is in kindergarten doesn't mean you need to do it. Just because your kid is in third grade doesn't mean you need to do it. You do it when you're ready, when you have the capacity to hold that limit and to let your kids you know, fail and make mistakes and you have the ability, the capacity to keep them accountable to the limit and all of that. Okay. Little mini rant there. Sorry. So step three, create a timeline. So what you're going to do is you're going to start with 
the time your kids need to be at the classroom door. So if that's like the bell ringing or, um, you know, maybe whatever that time is that you, they have to be like at the door, like the teacher's going to come and say like, okay, children come inside or the, you know, the bell's going to ring and the teacher's going to take roll. What's that time? And then you're going to figure out exactly what time you need to leave the house in order to arrive on time. So it's a really important um, thing to notice. Like, you know, my kids had to be at school in elementary school. You guys are going to be jealous, but it was 845. And so really that meant that they had to be like completely ready. And so in order to have them be there, we needed to leave the house at 815 at the latest because I needed to have time for parking and walking in and all of that. So, and driving. And so that was like our, like, we have to go by this time. Then that becomes your hard number that you have to leave by. So, you know, realizing that number, then that's your new, we have to be out the door by that time. Now using the to-do list and the timekeeper, you're going to work backward from the time you need to leave and you're going to complete a timetable by saying like, okay, so I, we need to have this much time for breakfast, this much time for getting dressed and getting, you know, teeth brushed and all that stuff, this much time for waking up, um, this much time for getting out the door. So you're going to go backward and you're going to realize what it is that you, what time you have to wake up. Now, it might be earlier than you have been waking up. And I hate to, well, I actually don't need to tell you to wake up earlier. If you want to be on time, then you should wake up earlier and prepare, set yourself up for success. You don't have to be on time, believe it or not. It doesn't matter. Like, I know there's some school principals in here and some teachers who might get really annoyed, but honestly, that's someone else's timetable. You don't have to abide by it. But if you want to, you may need to get up a little bit earlier or move a little faster for yourself. Now, I teach in my, in my program this, you know, calm mama break, and it's really like this time that you have for yourself where you exercise and, you know, journal and like be alone, things like that. If you want to build that in before your kids wake up, or if you don't have to like get to work at a certain point in time, you can do it after drop off, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it's, it's important to try to build that in, even if you can only get it in on the weekends. But you want to think about that too. Like, do I want alone time before I get going in the mornings? I personally did need that. I needed to have like 10 minutes um, where I drank my coffee. But my younger son was pretty mellow in the mornings. He was a really early riser, but he was also really good at kind of like rolling around with his stuffed animals. And so he kind of let me be, which was nice. But I know not everyone has that situation. So if you're on as soon as your kids are awake, then you need to be awake. All right. Um, that is the three steps to having a peaceful morning. And it's really a time management tool that I'm offering to you. Now, some of you, like I said, are really good at time management. No problem. You've already got this down. The next few tips are going to be really helpful. But if you aren't great at time management, this is one thing to try. This is one thing to see. It's actually super helpful to know about how long things take because it's really easy to underestimate 
how long something's going to take and overestimate the ease of it. So I'm helping you here understand it, getting a real good, clear idea of how long it takes for your kids to get up and get ready is going to help you. All right, so here's some tips. The first one I already sort of talked about, and it's drop the pressure to be on time. So time is such a, a thing for moms and dads, but mostly women who feel really like it's very important that they kind of please the teacher, the principal, be the good mom. We've decided somewhere along the way that like good moms are on time. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like you're a great person, even if your children are late. So if you're trying to satisfy other people's timelines and agendas, it's not worth sacrificing your peace and your connection with your kids. And so, you know, I'm helping you figure out a way to get to school or wherever on time and, and how to plan for that. But at the same time, things are going to happen. And if you bring that stress to like, oh my God, we need to get here. Oh, the teacher is stressing about that time. It's not going to make your kids move faster. Most of the time, stress creates more meltdowns and forgetfulness, which costs you even more time. So dropping that pressure to be on time is going to be really helpful, especially if you know your hard number that you have to leave by and you've sort of set yourself up, like you've like made sure, you know, all the basics are done. So that's tip number two is the basics, right? Lowering your standards. So there are only three things that matter in the morning. Okay, this is it. This is the only thing, the three things that you are responsible for as a parent. One, your kids are wearing clothing. I don't even care if it's appropriate clothing. I feel like they should be wearing shoes that they can like run in, especially if they're in elementary school. But your kids need to be wearing some clothes, okay? Number two, your kids need to be relatively clean. I mean relatively. Like you don't have to stress about like, you know, very nicely done hair or, you know, super clean clothes. Like if they wore the same shirt and they refused to wear the different shirt the next day, who cares? They're seven. Is it relatively clean? Great. When they get home from school or while they're sleeping tonight, put that sucker in the washing machine. So they need to be wearing clothes. They need to be relatively clean and they need to have eaten some food in the previous 12 hours. That's it. If your kids skip breakfast, grab a bar, put it in the car, or let them be hungry. That hungry belly will teach them to listen to their body. If their clothes don't match, their hair is messy, who cares, right? Peace and harmony is always more important than stress and perfection. Peace and harmony is always more important than stress and perfection. So talking about perfection, that leads me to number three, keeping things super simple. Overcomplicated routines are going to make things hard on you. You can simplify your mornings by making the same breakfasts and lunches every day or every week. You can do like Monday, we do, you know, meatballs, Tuesday, I don't know, whatever you want to do. I remember I have this friend, I'm going to shout out to Becky. She had four kids and she was like, it was such a revelation to me because I was thinking like, how do you get four kids out the door? And she's like, I just make the same sandwiches every day for all four of them every day of the week. And my brain was like, what? I could just give my kids the same lunch every day? This also happened to me when my good friend Kristen told me she does sandwiches for sandwiches for dinner sometimes. And I was like, what? I can do sandwiches for dinner? I get so excited. I should do a whole dinner episode. Um, but 
you can just make the same breakfast. You can make the same lunches every day. You can keep clothing choices super limited. Now, this is also going to seem extreme. Some people think this is crazy, but I honestly only had eight shirts, eight shorts, eight pairs of socks, eight underwear, one pair of school shoes, one hoodie for my kids, pretty much all of elementary school. Honestly, it's for my own brain. I just cannot manage that much stuff and that much laundry. And so I would have eight sets of everything because I would just do laundry once a week. Um, and one pair of school shoes. That's it. We never had to look for school, school shoes. Because um, they were just by the door. The socks and the school shoes by the door. They would pick out a shirt, put on some pants. If it was winter pants, summer shorts. Um, now I know not every some kids are real stylish and that kind of thing. So keeping things simple where these are your school options for this week and then that's it. That's all the clothes that are available for the week. You can rotate clothes just like you would rotate toys. Um, you can fill up water bottles at night or don't send them at all. Most of us, we survived on drinking from the fountain. I don't know. I didn't die of dehydration as a kid. We figured it out, right? So the basics are enough. Number four um, is looking for patterns. So you're going to notice there might be consistent conflicts over particular parts of the routine. So having a routine is really helpful because then you can start to see where's the friction, where's the, where's the conflict here. And when you notice the p things that are hard for your kids, like getting dressed or getting breakfast or getting in the car, whatever particular moment you kind of see the pattern, then that means they probably need connection. Oh, I see that you haven't had breakfast yet. Are you feeling a little bit nervous about going to school or some kind of, you know, option, uh, emotional guess? Um, and then also clearer limits. So connect limit set is a big part of the process. And so when you find a pattern, you're going to connect with your kids, being curious about the emotion, driving the behavior, and then looking at the limit of like, well, you're welcome to eat breakfast as long as the timer is on. Um, or breakfast will be served until, you know, 7.42, and then 7.42, I'll see you at the next meal. So that's, if you don't know how to set limits or you're confused by what I'm talking about, you can listen to podcast episodes about limit setting or join Calm Mama Club because we talk about limits all the time. The last tip, and I think it's the most important one, is just being really kind to yourself. The beginning of the school year, you know, it takes time to establish a new routine. If you're listening to this because you're like, my mornings are a disaster and it's not the beginning of the school year, great, no problem. Just know that establishing this kind of rhythm and routine, it takes some time. So I want you to be really gentle with yourself when you are starting a new routine. Even if that's a bedtime routine, like you're trying to have your child, you know, fall asleep on their own or you're trying to teach them to do, you know, empty the dishwasher or do some sort of chore. Just realize that you need to be gentle with them and with yourself and just make a commitment. Like you're going to stick to it for as long as it takes. You're going to stick to building a calm morning routine as until you have one. Like one of my coaches, she says, if you want to be unstoppable, just don't stop. <laughs> So if you want to have a morning routine that's peaceful, just don't give up on trying. Keep at it. Like If it took all of first grade to create a morning routine, 
wouldn't that be worth it because you have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth? Like you have so many years ahead of you that if you, it takes you a bit of time or like an entire year to figure something out, it's still worth it because you're going to have morning routine forever. Plus, honestly, your kids are going to have to figure this out on their own. And if you teach them how to, you know, create these, you know, thoughtful morning habits, like taking care of business in the morning, it'll be, um, it'll serve them too. So remembering being kind to yourself in the moment and staying committed because in the future, you're going to be glad that you took the time to do all of this work. So those are my tips and the strategy that I've used to create a morning routine um, for my family. And I have to say, to be honest with you, my kids are in high school and I don't really monitor this. They manage their time on their own. They get to school on time. They, um, they take the things they need to do with them. And it, it's, uh, it's been great teaching them how to manage the morning. It was worth it. And I'm glad that I did it. And so, uh, like I said, I do have a resource guide for this workbook and we'll put it in the show notes. But, um, if you have any questions or anything, you can message me on Instagram. Um, because I'm hanging out over there. It's at Darlin Childress on Instagram. And, I, you know, just slip into my DMs or whatever. I don't know. Is that what the people say? Um, but you can just message me and just be like, I'm having a terrible time with my mornings. Help me. Um, and I can give you some guidance there or we can set up a call to talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm just here for you. So I hope you have a really great transition back to school. And um, I'll see you next time. <laughs>